Hey, and welcome back to Sunday Replay. I know that last week I introduced a new series for the month of November, but we're actually taking a short break from that this week and having a special episode. On Sunday at Harmony, we hosted a group called Tattoo Liturgy to share some of their stories and experiences. So we're really, really happy to have Damien, Marley, and Mina with us this week to share their tattoo liturgy. So here's Damien with Pastor. Mark. Uh, this morning is very special. I want to introduce uh, Damien Gedry. Damien uh, approached me, oh, I'd say a, a couple of months ago, uh, about an opportunity. And so we creatively put our minds together. And so he was very helpful. And, and I will always be very grateful for everything that you have done and continue to do for us. And thank you for thinking of Harmony. Uh, this is a perfect, to me, a perfect match for our faith community, uh, for those that are here in person as well as online, because sacred stories does equal ancient wisdom, and all of us have sacred stories to share. So I'll let, I'll let you have at it. Great. I have an admission. I've never seen Frozen. <laughs> I have, however, seen Barbie five times. <laughs> so today's scripture comes from 2,500 years ago, at least the Psalms do. And I think one of the challenges that we have is to figure out how do we connect something written 3,000, 2,000 years ago with our life today. And so tattoo liturgy is a way that we're starting to do this. So the idea is to figure out how do we connect the ancient liturgy with today, and by doing so, connect each other. So. Here's my introduction to what's happening here. And also, this is the way I wrestled with the, the scripture and how to figure out how to connect it with what you're going to hear from our two speakers today. Well, once again, the Bible threw me a curveball. Today's scripture made me work to find the wisdom. On one hand, the reading from Corinthians says, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay, excellent. I can work with this. Body is temple. The sacred body. Yeah, that. After talking to people about their tattoos, I've learned that they reveal sacred stories. Beautiful stories. Powerful stories. Stories that reveal something spiritual, something holy. You'll hear it today, that is, if you listen with reverence. Now, the same passage also says, our body is not our own. To which I responded, excuse me, what did you say? I've interviewed so many folks who say that a tattoo is actually a way of claiming their body, taking it back from a judgmental culture, reclaiming it from a hostile society using it to tell their own story, inhabiting their own skin. And now scripture is saying it's not our own body. I thought about calling Pastor Mark and saying, listen, man, I just can't do this. Serious, true story. But you know, those ancient authors, they were kind of a wily bunch. And they weren't randomly shooting off texts and TikToks. No. They actually have an interesting point here. And I think tattoos prove that point. 
You see, a tattoo is a biography, a history. Trials, tribulations, joys, and celebrations. Our internal life turned outward. Our outlook on life made public. But if they reveal our outlook, what are we outlooking at? Well, each other, you and I. Yeah, that. We look upon each other. I think tattoos are part of sharing who I am with who you are. That means us. You plus me equals us. And our stories bridge the gap, right? Think about it. Books, movies, podcasts, cave paintings, stories on ancient parchment, stories on living skin. We, my friends, are storytellers. More than that, we're story creators. It's right there in Psalm 139. I checked. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. Yeah, we're co-authors. Every choice, every decision, every time we combine our conscience, our heart, and our will, we are the writer, the actor, the musician, and the artist. We are an A-list cast of cosmic characters. We're the, link on the, we're the ink on the skin. We are the skin. We are the story. We, my friends, are stories tattooed on the body of Christ. And to that I can say amen. So Marley's going to come up and share her story. And um, I think it's scripture. I've been around tattoos my whole life. My mom had tattoos as I grew up, and so do my siblings. I've always seen tattoos as a way to connect who I am inside with the outside world. My mom has a tattoo on her shoulder of a moon with the Pisces symbol and a sun with the Leo symbol, one representing me and my older brother. As a child, I had this example that tattoos were art that you put on your body that connected you to people, to a memory. I think a lot of us can relate to that, the act of trying to preserve something, to keep it close and safe. When I look at that tattoo on her arm, it takes me back to a time where I felt cared for and safe. When I was really young, about four years old, it was just me, my mom, and my brother, and my dad wasn't in the picture. It was just us in this small room, but it was our room. It was happy, it was tight-knit. That's really special to have, to have a place where you feel safe. My mom was my best friend, and my brother was my protector. Anywhere he went, I wanted to go. There was no reason that he wasn't constantly annoyed with me. And so it was just us. But you know, soon mom starts dating and she meets a man. 
and he seems nice enough until he isn't. And once things get serious, we move into his house, and my mom has my two little brothers. And the whole dynamic of our family changes, and our home becomes abusive and depressing. When I see her tattoo, it reminds me of all those feelings and memories. Our tattoos can have just as many feelings and connections for others as it does for ourselves. There are tattoos that are long and gone that can still have effect. On the top of my arm is a tattoo of my brother. His name is David. And I got this tattoo because before he died, he had a tattoo of me in the same spot. Now, looking at this tattoo, you wouldn't know that, but it would encourage you to ask because you may recognize some of the other portraits on my arm, but you don't know his. And it offers me the opportunity for new connections. People ask, who is that? And I get to reply, that's my brother David. He passed away seven years ago, and he saved four people's lives by donating his organs. He passed away, but he touched so many lives. The nurses have never seen so many people come to see one person in the hospital. That so many people came to his funeral, they were spilling out of the church. Having this tattoo reminds me of his kindness and his creativity and his huge heart. This tattoo here, under my collarbone, has his ashes in it. Carrying him with me is an honor, and I wear all my tattoos as a badge of honor. Every single one reminds me of a moment of time that encapsulates a memory and feeling, and allows me to show that part of me to the world in the way I see fit. Child. 
the judgment and know that you delight in showing mercy in mercy triumphs over judgment oh, oh your mercy is new every morning oh yeah yeah Loving the one who has raised me up From death to life, from wrong to right You're making all things beautiful So I will awake and spend my days Loving the one who has raised me up From death to life, from wrong to right And you're making all things beautiful Oh, cause you delight in showing mercy in mercy triumphs over judgment. I know that you delight in showing mercy. In mercy triumphs over judgment. Cause you delight in showing mercy. In mercy triumphs over judgment. I know that you delight in showing mercy. And mercy triumphs over judgment. It's time for the Sunday Replay Halftime Show, where we take just a few moments every week to share about all the cool things happening at Harmony that you can be a part of. Right now, we're having a fundraiser for Calexico United Methodist Church, who's doing great work at the U.S.-Mexico border and helping the refugees and immigrants that are coming to our country. They're down on the southern part of California, and giving of our resources is a great way for us to fulfill the biblical call for us to welcome the sojourner and the immigrant. So if you want more information about how you can give to this important cause, you can contact Mark, that's M-A-R-K, at HollywoodUMC.org. We also have an exciting opportunity to show the love of Christ to our neighbors who are in need locally here in Los Angeles coming up on November 19th, when at noon after the worship experience, we'll be gathering on the lawn on the Harmony campus to put together blessing bags. And these are packs of resources, kind of the essentials that people need to survive um, when they might not have anything else. And so we invite you to come and join us in putting together these bags and then take some with you that you can give out when you see someone in need throughout the city. So if you want more information about the blessing bag build on November 19th, you can contact Pastor Mark for more details. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Replay Halftime Show. Now let's dive back into Tattoo Liturgy. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Mina. Uh, I grew up Coptic Orthodox Christian, which is really old, loose, I mean, very structured and rigid. And I could never stand up the way I am right now, presenting myself the way I am and feel comfortable or safe there. So thank you for providing a space that does make me feel welcome and not absolutely terrified. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Um, so let me kind of go off. Uh, like I said, I grew up Coptic Orthodox, and what do I have to show for it? This thing right over here, this cross on my right, on my right wrist. If you meet anyone with a cross on their wrist over here, you can just point at them and be like, ah, you're Coptic. Um, so where did this come from? Our history with this is kind of cool. And I'm, even though I can't say that I practice the faith anymore, I left it about a year. It'll be two years this March. This was how we marked our children. Um, in Egypt, our population, there's a 10%, uh, 10% of Egypt's population is Coptic Christian. They're the religious minority and they do suffer a lot of persecution. And what would happen is people would take children that were born to Coptic families and they would raise them as their own. And so the thought was at seven days, you get this tattoo to mark your child. And if your child is abducted, the only way to remove the tattoo is to cut the wrist. And as the thousands of babies that Herod martyred, we thought it is better to die a martyr than to be raised away from God which is a little fatalistic if you ask me, but I digress. <laughs> the second tattoo I got, which following this one, which I got at 20 years old, uh, was this. And you can see a crown, of thorn, a crown of thorns and a Bible verse that I will come back to in just a bit. And that pretty much ended my religious tattoo because those were allowed, right? Like in my head, tattoos are allowed if they're relating to God. And then things changed. Um, this was my first tattoo that I got kind of out of rebelliousness. It kind of feels like a silly superhero tattoo whenever I wear it. It's just got like a big old earth and then like peace olive branches because world peace and you can only control the actions that you can do to contribute to that. Um, following that, I kind of got obsessed with masks on my back, looking inwards, protecting my back of comedy and tragedy because you can only laugh through life. It's a sick humor. Humor is a sick way of dealing with it. So you just, all right, well that, and that goes in the bank. I have a large scarab on my back that, you know, it's, it's armor. It protects me. It, it moves as I move. It keeps that hard place sturdy, you know? Um, and then after that, tattoos start having a little bit more meaning. Uh, the snake I have on my arm is the how misunderstood and misrepresented the snake is. It's the heaviness, the weight, the, the malice in the world. The um, bonsai tree on school is actually uh, an homage to uh, one of my dear friends who he created this art piece and it through death and life we have wisdom all lessons that we can learn uh, my favorites or amongst them are cherry blossoms stretching across my torso and now my legs indicating new roots through someone that teaches me how to really kick in and be human and is really good at capturing that. Damien challenged me to write a little bit more about tattoos and what they mean, and I, it's hard to explain. 
So I attempted to write a little poem that I would like to share that has no title at the moment. Uh, this body was not just given. It was thrust upon, entrusted to me. It was not always under my control. It has been betrayed. Though none would assign blame, I still seek redemption to this day. With each puncture into flesh, scripture is inscribed, ink and blood meld into obsidian slag, scorching the skin and carving a path for sorrow and despair to escape in contempt of pain and wrath. As my skin screams and flares in resistance, all I can do is breathe for as long as it lasts. Amidst apathy's embrace, this ink etched into my skin is a failsafe. If placid as a calf for slaughter, if destined to be skinned and flayed, at that time, this hide must be worthy of display. Um, back to this thing. All right, on the cross, Jesus was up there, six, you know, six hour, he's tired, he's close to dying. And he looks up and he goes, Elehi, Elehi, Limedataraktani, which, 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 which means, right, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So, so, so let's think about it. Jesus Christ, this guy, one of the only begotten Son of God, most essential, co-essential with the Father, by whom all things were made, Pentecostal, all that great stuff, right? When he was getting arrested, his ear got cut off by Peter, and then Jesus was like, hey, 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 do you not think that I could pray right now and God would send me 12 legions of angels in a moment's notice? Yeah, that guy. Felt alone. In that moment, he looked up in despair and felt alone. And that means we're allowed to feel that way. We've been there. So, no one in this world is born to be alone. <laughs> All right? Our purpose, our duty is to form and build relationships with one another. At the same time, you can only meet someone as deeply as they have met themselves. Getting to know yourself is getting to know God. Getting to know others is getting to know God. To know is to love, Amy Winehouse. Uh, <laughs> Getting to know each other means getting to love each other. Uh, Epictetus, the philosopher, said, Love, you become what you give attention to. Love is what you give your attention to. So, paying attention to ourselves, paying attention to one another, is love. And as we all heard, God is love. Thank you. promised you a different kind of worship service, didn't I? Yes. Yes. I, um, 
As we head into a question of the day, I, I do want to express again gratitude to Damien and uh, Marley and Amina. Uh, just beautiful sharing of your story, your sacred stories, uh, which is important for all of us. Uh, which leads then into the question of the day that Damien and I had talked about. And so he uh, said, all right, let's, let's have this question. So here you go. Here's the question of the day. We're going to have an extra one because typically it's on the first Sunday, right? Well, here we go. If you had a tattoo, what story would it tell? And if you do have a tattoo, what story does it tell? So I'm going to say that again. If you had a tattoo, what story would it tell uh, more? And if you do have a tattoo, what story does it tell? So what I'd like us to do is talk with our uh, table mates, and then we'll come back, uh, have a couple of people share, and then we'll continue with our worship service, all right? Peace of Christ be with you. All right, coming back in, does anyone, would anyone like to come forward and just share? Yeah, Juan? Hey, y'all. Um, so this is my tattoo, and it means faith, hope, and love. And the reason I did that, it has, because it has been one hell of a year. Mm. Mm. Um, I went through a mental breakdown, a suicide attempt, a divorce. Um, I have found finally a purpose with the help of medication. Uh, I went through five months of intense therapy, and I'm discovering that I am okay. And... Yeah. And that is not an easy thing to discover when you haven't liked yourself for a long, long time. So now I'm studying to be an alcohol and drug abuse counselor because I got lucky and I want to make a difference with someone else. And so that's how I'm choosing to do it. Amen. All right, well, I'll share about mine, because when I was in, it's very interesting. I love this, and there's some great stories over in the production table. Alan talked about one that was very moving uh, about his sister. Uh, when I was in Colorado, and I've never really wanted a tattoo, but for the first time when I was in Colorado, uh, just uh, about a month ago, um, I saw this fascinating picture of a gray wolf in the background with some snow, and, and the, it was just the look, it had blue eyes, piercing blue eyes, and I, I looked at it, and I went, that would be pretty cool on my back, and just, you know, along my shoulders. Now, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but I'm just, <laughs> but, but, as I, but as I thought about it, because this, and I appreciated what Damien asked me when we brought up the question of the day is why? Why would I want that? And it sort of ties in, Mina, what you were talking about is that gray wolf to me is like a protector looking out. And it wasn't burying its teeth. It was just making sure that I'm protected. And those blue eyes were so fascinating. It was like drawing you in. Uh, and I, as you know, I love to draw people in and inspire people. And so there was just something very meaningful to me about that. So I appreciate the question of the day personally. So I hope you had some great conversations. Did you? Yeah, yeah great. Awesome. All right. So Shauna, as you make your way forward for some announcements, I just want to again say thank you to Damien and Amina and to Marley. Yes.
Amen, praise team. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Sunday Replay. Our guests this week were Pastor Mark Stevenson, Damian Gedry, Marley, and Mina from Tattoo Liturgy, as well as the Harmony Worship Band. This episode was produced by Donna Miller and hosted by me, Jace Lucas. Sunday Replay is a part of the Harmony Podcast Network, and I want to do a little plug here for the network. We have a new mini episode of Our Story, the podcast out now. We're calling it Short Stories, and if you're interested in just taking a few minutes to hear someone's story about something topical and how it contributes to our spiritual journeys. You can check out short stories coming out once a month on the second Wednesday of the month over on the Our Story, the podcast feed. It's hosted by Pastor Mark and the most recent episode is all about holiday grief. So definitely check that out and um, make sure that you support our sister podcast as well. Um, The Harmony Podcast Network is a part of the Harmony Toluca Lake Church, which is a campus of Hollywood United Methodist Church. And you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Harmony Toluca Lake um, on IG. It's at Harmony underscore TLC. Make sure to like, rate, comment, subscribe, download this episode, all those good things. Thank you for your support. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week when we resume the Earn, Save, Give series on stewardship. But until then, as Pastor Mark likes to say, Peace.